Chapter 17 Loves Me Like a Rock After a hot shower, a prayer, and a strong cup of coffee, Carol paced around her house, looking at the cryptic vase of camellias and trying to figure out what they meant. She checked her phone for what seemed like the hundredth time. Nothing from Charlie, but a text came in from Amy. Sit tight. Trust me. Trust God, I mean. Not much to go on, Carol thought. She sat on her couch in her robe and picked up a magazine, flipping through it absently. She checked her phone again, watched the sunset, and finally couldn't stand it any longer. She tossed the magazine onto the pile on the coffee table, threw on an oversized sweater and yoga pants, picked up the painting she'd done for him, and headed to Charlie's house. When she pulled into the driveway, he was coming down the sidewalk. He stopped when he saw her and she got out of the car. She paused for just a second, then ran to him, wrapping her arms around his neck and trying to hold back her tears. She pulled away and wiped her eyes quickly. I'm sorry, sweetheart, she sniffed. I just missed you so much and I got worried when I didn't hear from you. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong. Is everything okay? He pulled her back to him, hugging her tightly, and a wave of relief flooded her body. It is now, he whispered. I'm so sorry I worried you. I was just coming over to see you. Can we go in and talk? In a second, she said, holding him another moment and closing her eyes. It felt so good to be with him again. Thank you, she prayed. They walked up the sidewalk holding hands, but at the door, he turned and pulled her to him again in a tight hug. Hey, something is wrong, she said her concern growing as she saw he had tears in his eyes. What is it? Let's go in, he said. Do you want something to drink? No, thanks. Not even coffee? He tried to chuckle. Charlie, please. They went inside and sat on the couch, and she noticed his hands were trembling. She reached out to him, gently placing her hands on top of his. Just talk to me, she said. Has something changed for you with us? Do you not... Her voice broke, and she started to cry. No, Carol, no, he said, brushing her tears away. I could never stop loving you. It's, um... He turned his head to the side and swallowed hard. It's okay, she said. Whatever it is, you can tell me. Okay, he exhaled. I've been diagnosed with Parkinson's, he said. They sat in silence again. Then she whispered, Thank God sounding relieved. He raised his eyebrows. Oh, I'm so sorry, she said. I didn't mean to sound insensitive. It's just I had started thinking about the worst-case scenario, all the possible worst-case scenarios. This is hard news, but it could be managed, right? It's a challenge, but we can still have years and years. Yes, years and years, he said. Years of appointments, years of tests, years of seeing me grow sicker and more feeble, years of taking care of me, years of struggle you don't deserve, especially after all you've been through. You deserve someone strong. You deserve a life better than that. You didn't sign up for this. She looked at him in disbelief. I'm signing up for you, she said. Do you really think my life would be better without you? Because I can't even picture life without you anymore. I don't even want to think about that possibility. Carol, I don't want to lose you, but you don't know what you're signing up for. I've been there. The cycle of hope and disappointment, the endless doctor's appointments, 
the pain of watching someone you love suffer and not being able to do anything to stop it. He closed his eyes and clenched his fists. And when the end is inevitable, it feels like your heart is being ripped right out of your body. I don't want you to go through that. So you'd rather just rip my heart out now and get it over with then, huh? Tears were pouring down both of their faces. She closed her eyes, said a quick silent prayer, and whispered, Charlie, you don't have to protect me. Please don't push me away. Just let me love you. He brushed the back of his hand against her cheek and gently wiped her tears again. Their eyes met, and she saw his expression soften. I don't want to lose you, he whispered. When I found out a few days ago, I just didn't know what to do. I only want what's best for you because I love you so much. You are the best, she said. You have to know that. You are the best there is. The whole package, remember? She squeezed his hands and he nodded. The whole package, he said softly, gazing at her. So, how was your trip? Kind of awful, kind of amazing. I found out all this stuff about my grandparents, she said. I can't wait to tell you, but it's kind of a long story. Might take years and years. Years and years, huh? He said quietly as he touched her curls, then pulled her hand to his lips. Years and years of stories. Years and years of love. Years and years of you. I guess I can handle that if you can. We can handle just about anything, don't you think? She asked. Maybe why God put us together. He leaned towards her and kissed her, then pulled back, just barely. You know, I haven't given you your Christmas gift yet, he said, but you're home early. Might take me a minute to finish getting it ready. Yours is in the car, she replied. I'll go get it. Is that long enough? I guess it'll have to be, he grinned. Meet me out back? She smiled and nodded, then tried to keep herself from sprinting to the car to get his painting. I hope he'll like it, she thought. I hope he asks. No, it might not be tonight, so I'm not even going to let myself think about it. She carefully took the painting out of the car, took a deep breath to calm her racing heart, then went back inside. Most of the lights were off in the house, and as she walked through the back doors, she saw strings of lights completely surrounding the pond. Stars fell on Alabama was streaming on the speakers outside, and Charlie was holding a remote and gazing out at the pond. Sweetheart, this is beautiful, she said. I love you. I love you too, he replied. She handed him the painting. It was too unwieldy to wrap, she said laughing, but I hope you like it anyway. Merry Christmas. He took it from her and leaned in to study it more closely. Oh my goodness, I knew you could paint, but I never realized you were this good. Carol, the details, you got it all. Look at the colors in the sunrise. And are those my initials and the record? This is amazing. Thank you. He set it carefully on the table, then bent over to look at it one more time. It's missing something, though. She put her arm around his waist and peered at it with him. Is it? What did I forget? He stood up straight, put his arm around her waist as well, and pressed a button on the remote. A burst of fireworks exploded at the edge of the yard, and her mouth dropped open. The fireworks, he said, grinning. Oh, my word, she laughed. What did you do? He pressed another button, and a series of green and white blasts went off again. I dusted off my engineering skills, he said. First time I kissed you, there were fireworks exploding in the background, and every time since, 
I felt like I hear fireworks every single time we kiss. Just seemed right to have them here tonight, even though it's not New Year's Eve yet. He pressed a button again, and several white spirals exploded in the air. As he got down on one knee and took her hand, she started to cry. Carol, I could make a big speech, but I really just want to know if you'll marry me. I love you so much, and I'll spend whatever time we have trying to make you as happy as you've made me. He stood up, and she wrapped her arms around his neck. Yes, 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 she sobbed into his shoulder. Of course I will. Hey, don't be so sad, he said. I'm not that hard to live with. Well, what if I am? She laughed, wiping her eyes. Impossible, he murmured, kissing her tenderly. Oh, one more thing. He hit the remote again, sending another cascade of spirals into the air then pulled a box out of his pocket and opened it. A stunning cluster of emeralds and diamonds shone out, and she looked at him in shock. Charlie, she said, this is incredible. I hope you like it, he said softly. I couldn't just get you a diamond. It wasn't enough. I wanted something with the color of your eyes. Our eyes, she reminded him as he slipped it on her finger. Our eyes, he agreed. It's an antique from a place in Alabama that your sister helped me find. You know I had to ask her permission to keep you in Texas forever. I'm going to love you forever, you amazing man, she whispered, hugging him tightly. You promise? he asked. I promise, she said, letting herself enjoy the feeling of his strong arms around her waist. Hey, let's go inside. I think there are a few more fireworks in the house. The next morning, Charlie was making coffee in the kitchen when Carol came up behind him. Good morning, she murmured, wrapping her arms around him and kissing his neck. He started the coffee pot and turned to face her. Her curls were piled on top of her head, and she still had on the sweater and yoga pants she'd been wearing the night before. I don't think you've ever looked more beautiful, he said. Hmm, she replied. Must be the ring. She held out her hand and gazed at the ring, then put her arms around his neck and kissed him deeply. Now don't start that again, or I'm going to have to take you straight to the courthouse today, he said. They'd slept all night on the couch, arms wrapped around each other. He'd shown more physical restraint than he would have believed possible. But in the middle of a particularly intense moment, she'd put her hand on his chest and said, Oh, Charlie, let's wait. As great as his desire was for her, he wanted even more to make her happy and to honor what she wanted. Being able to stay beside her all night was worth the temporary sacrifice. As long as it's temporary, he thought, grinning. Speaking of the courthouse, he said, when do you want to? His phone ringing interrupted him, and he rolled his eyes. Think about it, he whispered. Any time, she whispered back. Oh, yeah? He grinned again. Carol nodded, grabbed a cup of coffee, gave him a wave and a wink, and headed out back. The phone rang again. Hello? He answered. Oh, boy, I like watching her walk away, he thought, as he vaguely heard someone talking on the phone. I'm sorry, who did you say? He asked, coming back to reality. Charlie, it's Dr. Gomez. His neurologist, not the way he wanted to start the morning. Hey, Doc, he sighed. Listen, we've evaluated your DAT scan and didn't see anything abnormal. Since the in-office exam wasn't conclusive either, I took another look at your medications. How long have you been on the metoclopramide? The what? The one for GERD, you know, stomach issues. 
Oh, a couple of months, I guess. Stop taking it. See if your symptoms get better. Which symptoms? The tremors you've been experiencing. I think your Parkinson's may be drug-induced. Wait, what? The doctor sighed, then slowed down. I think the medication you're taking might have caused the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. If you stop taking it and your symptoms go away, there's our answer. How long would that take? Charlie asked. Well, it could be several months. It varies, and it's not a surefire thing, so I'll want to see you a few more times to keep an eye on you. Let's set your next appointment for a month from now and see how you're doing then. Okay. Charlie paused as Carol returned to the kitchen with her coffee, opened the cabinet, and grabbed a granola bar. He lowered his voice. Hey, Doc, just so I'm clear, this is good news, right? Dr. Gomez chuckled. I'm always careful with that phrase, but yes, Charlie, this looks like it could be good news. Let's take it one step at a time, though. He nodded, even though the doctor couldn't see him. Sounds good, he said. I'll call your office in a few days. Carol looked over her shoulder, then poured a second cup of coffee. He hung up the phone and sat down on the couch. She joined him with both cups in her hands, concern in her eyes. He pursed his lips, then turned towards her. She thinks it's another medication I'm taking. For some reflux stuff. If I stop taking it, the other symptoms might go away. She says, I might be okay. Oh, sweetheart, really? Carol put the coffee down and hugged him. It's not definite, he said, unable to hold back a smile. But it's pretty hopeful. Listen to me, though, she said, putting her hands on either side of his face. It'll be okay. Either way, we'll be just fine. And you're stuck with me no matter what, you know? In sickness or in health? he asked. Something like that, she smiled. Hey, is it New Year's Eve yet? he asked. You promised me a date, remember? I've been counting on having somebody to kiss at midnight. Come here, mister, she murmured. I'll kiss you once or twice before that.